Alohan. Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge, a tiki bar that lives in your head. I'm Sunshine Tiki. I am here in the lounge solo. No ladies of the lounge are here with me this week, simply because I really just decided to do this last minute. So many people right now are at Tiki Oasis, and it's almost like when you're not there, there's a complete blackout in the world as far as a lot of other things going on because so many people and forces are concentrated on the world's largest Tiki Weekend get-together. Go to TikiOasis.com and check it out, and you can look at next year, and I won't go too much into that other than I know there's a lot of people having a great time in San Diego right now here the second weekend of August. Here in the lounge, we always do like to keep the lights dim, put the exotica on. I have it on true random this week. Whatever you hear is whatever you hear. And I have a cocktail in front of me. And it is. It is actually a Mai Tai. We drink so many tiki drinks and cocktails here in the lounge that sometimes uh, we don't get around to a Mai Tai very often. I'm having a sip now. It is the Trader Vic's 44 Classic Recipe. And the thing I really like about this recipe is that uh, it uses Martinique rum, French rum, R-H-U-M, which has, um, well, it just has, a, I believe, a nicer, uh, more upfront flavor than some other silver or Puerto Rican or even Barbados or uh, even, even I sometimes prefer it over a Jamaican rum sometimes. So I do recommend that to make the, the Vicks Mai Tai, you do actually use a Martinique rum one that is from a French colonized island and still produces the traditional way. And uh, as far as what else is in here, well, you also need a dark rum. And so I'm fooling around with something that I picked up simply because the price was right. And it's Kula dark Hawaiian rum. So it's, it's distilled and made in Hawaii. But when you look at the front of it, it says rum with natural flavors, caramel color added. So right away, it's telling you that, well, it's rum, and it's from Hawaii, and it's actually 47% alcohol by volume, so it's a little higher proof. And it is very dark. The aroma is nice. I'm trying the rum here on its own now. Vanilla. Sugar, sweet, but not brown sugar per se. Maybe a light brown sugar touch of spice. Let's try it on its own. You know, it's better than I thought it would be. Because when I see that, you know, they're already putting the color and, and quote, natural flavors in there, you kind of never know what you're going to get. But I wish it had a little bit more of a sweet on the aroma. Because the, uh, the, the taste almost makes you feel like a little sweet there, but not so much on the aroma. Well, I like it better than Meyer's Dark, which I know is a, is a go-to dark rum for a lot of people for their floats, and they put it in their drinks, and I'm just not a fan, just not a fan. Um, so this is, you know, it's an okay, it's an okay dark rum, but again, the price, it was super affordable on sale at the liquor barn, and so I picked it up and I wanted to try it in a Mai Tai. The Orge that I'm using in uh, the Vicks Mai Tai recipe is by Liquid Alchemist. And uh, I picked this up when I was at Tiki Caliente in May and I got a nice large bottle. 
of their uh, almond syrup. And there's things I both like about it and things that I'm like, hmm, I don't know. So it's actually, it's actually less sweet than I would prefer in an orge. So uh, by ingredients, it's almond milk, filtered water and almonds, sugar, sea salt, xanthan gum, and sunflower lecithin. Um, The aroma is quite nice. I really do like the smell of their orge. It it actually, instead of just coming off as that super sweet, like, almond hand soap smell, um, you actually, you get that aroma as if you... Uh, cracked open a fresh unroasted walnut I'm sorry uh, (laughs) almond and uh, I really and I really do like that but I find you have to use more of this because it's more subtle than you would typically with uh, other other orgets so uh, if it says like in this Mai Tai recipe quarter ounce I go a half ounce Uh, and I find that that um, then you get the you get the flavor and aroma that you're looking for in a Mai Tai. So I'm going to post a picture of the ingredients that I used. I used Rum Clement. I used uh, Pierre Ferrand Dry Curacao and the Kula Hawaiian Dark Rum with Liquid Alchemist Bourget. I will post all of that for you so you can see it just in case you wanted to do something similar. Or if uh, you also find this Kula Hawaiian Dark Rum on sale, I, I, would, I would try it, see if you like it. It's one of those ones where the bottle is super cool very pretty and uh, sometimes often that leads you to believe that the product inside will not be that great so is the bottle better looking than the overall flavor and profile of the rum I would say yes is it a bad rum no is it a great rum no is it a drinkable mixable rum yes that's uh, that's what I'll say about the cool Hawaiian dark rum Okay, so when I do a solo show, that means that you get music. You get a lot of music. And I'm so I'm going to, um, after the mail segment that's coming up, I am going to go ahead and play for you just some of the exotic that I find in my giant exotic playlist that I think that you might enjoy that sets the mood on a Friday or whatever day you might actually be listening to this. And I truly do hope that with all the events going on in the world now, that you find your place to relax, whether it be your own dimly lit tiki bar or just a quiet corner of your apartment, whether you've turned a, and to the listener uh, who emailed about this, you know what I'm talking about. If you've turned a large walk-in closet in your apartment into your private space where you play your exotica, you sip your cocktail in a lounge chair and uh, you en- and you enjoy complete darkness. I I salute all of you, and no matter how you may go about finding your peace in a chaotic, hectic world, uh, I'm going to go find the mail sack right now, and we'll be right back here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. Tiki mail! Ooh, popping in the sack. Take two, by the way, the uh, computer decided that it didn't really want me to do that previous Tiki Mail segment, and I probably went a good 10 minutes in, answered the mail, before I realized that on the window behind, we weren't recording anymore. I call shenanigans. 
So uh, Apple products are not foul-proof. Foolproof. All right, let's see here. I'm going to keep an eye on the uh, recording there in the background this time. Listen to those ladies having a good time there. All right, this first one is from Bryce. And for the second time, Bryce says, A friend sent me to your podcast, and I thank you for the fun and advice. Mostly, I will sit and listen with a drink and stare out the window into the forest. I live in Big Bear, California, and find that you are all like friends I have never met. Bryce, I feel the same way. I really do. I could use some advice on making drinks. Friends like to come up to the cabin, and I like to entertain, but we usually stick to beer or a single cocktail, and it can get boring. What do you think is a good way to get people to try or ask for something they may not have tried before, or simply just to ask for something? Any help is appreciated. Well, um, so the answer is going to be shorter this time because the second time I have to do it, I, it's always shorter. But I have some advice after I take a sip of my drink. First, never steal a menu from a bar. That's shenanigans. But ask for one because sometimes they will give it to you. And uh, Trader Vic's, uh, I went to some party and uh, some tiki event, and Trader Vic's was sponsoring the event, and they put one of their menus in everybody's uh, goodie bag. And so I have a Trader Vic's Los Angeles uh, menu here. And you know, the nice thing about a place like that is, even though it's closed, it's got 30-plus um, drinks on it, and they're arranged by bowl or barrel, and then some are small, after dinner, strong, medium. And that's a good starting point because you can hand this to people when they come over and you can ask them to kind of look around. And then when they choose something with the ingredients you have on hand, you'll try to craft something that's in the neighborhood of that. Now, uh, some menus, of course, will list all the ingredients. Um, but often they'll just describe it. So, for example, if somebody were to look at this Trader Vic's menu and choose the peach tree punch, you see that it's a fishbowl of a drink with light rum, flavors of peaches and oranges, and a soft southern whisper of coconuts. But if you go online and look for Trader Vic's peach tree punch, look at that. You find the recipe. So you could make it. And you would have uh, what it would be mostly uh, close to the exact recipe that you would have had in the restaurant. And that's really nice. So uh, you're not going to want to keep like all the hundred plus ingredients on hand that a Vicks menu might have or a Don's or, you know, a, a lot of cheeky bars. But what you might want to consider doing is develop your own house menu. And I have one here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. And so just I, we use one of those plastic stand-ups that you see in bars and restaurants. You can get it at Office Depot, order it on um, Amazon, whatever, and uh, go on your computer and type up three, four, five, six recipes that you know how to make or have the ingredients for or you've developed over time. You say, these are the drinks I like to make in my place at my home, my tiki bar, my lounge, my patio, my window overlooking the forest. And just try to have those ingredients on hand at all times, which gets easier, of course, when you stick to a good core, three, four, five, six drinks, whatever, and, and give that to people. So people don't really think to have a menu of their own in their home. But if you like to entertain, I consider this a fairly necessary part of entertaining. Otherwise, people are going to gravitate towards beer and wine, or they'll say, um, I don't know, like a vodka crayon or 
maybe a martini or I guess a Manhattan. Those are all fine. But if you want to, like you said, Bryce, you know, drinks they may have never tried before, something fun, something exotic, something that might have a tiki flair, consider um, grabbing a menu by permission from a spot you enjoy, especially the ones that list a lot of the ingredients. It makes it easier to make it, and it gives your guests a, a starting point. They know what they might be tasting. Uh, or create your own um, home bar menu. Those are my suggestions. All right, let's see here. Um, this next one, no name, so I don't know who this is from, but hi, Sunshine. I saw your recent post about virgin drinks being overpriced, and I agree, but as a sober person, it's still nice to have something that feels handmade with passion versus an iced tea or a soda. I stay sober most of the time simply because I like to be free of toxins. Just my ch- my thoughts. Cheers. So I, I posted on Facebook that, um, you know, more and more bars and this is a good thing, are offering some nice crafted uh, non-alcoholic drinks for people. And that's a good thing. The bad thing is they generally still charge 12 to 15 to $17 for these drinks as if they had alcohol in them. And oddly, they're sometimes smaller than a cocktail. This is the part I don't get. And I don't, I don't care for that, obviously. I don't find it of value. Have I tried some of them? Yes. Have they been very tasty? Yes. Have they been tasty enough that I don't mind that there's no alcohol in them? Um, yeah, even on occasion. But then when you throw the price in there, and I'm paying $15 for a cocktail at a bar in Los Angeles, let's say, and I'm paying $15 for a virgin beverage, non-alcoholic beverage, uh, to me, I just feel like I they're putting... No, I... No, mm I just, no, I, I, don't, I don't want it. But if you're somebody who wants to sit right there along with your friends and feel like you're, you're not experiencing anything different than they are and you're really enjoying something and it's, it's tasty enough that even your drinking friends are going to be like, here, try this one, here, try this one. It's a nice thing, but I really just think that they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be the same price because uh, alcohol is the most expensive ingredient. Come on. So... I don't care how many hours or days you infused such and such herb in an oil or uh, a tincture or whatever it is, uh, you shouldn't be charging $17 for it. But it is definitely nice to have that available. I will say, if you are going out with a bunch of people and let's say four of you are drinking, one of you is not, something like that, those of you who are drinking... Buy your friend that virgin, because you know you know they're driving you home, right? That's the plan, right? I would just say buy them that fancy, that fancy non-alcoholic drink. But there's books now; they're more popular. I totally get it. Now, this this uh, listener said because they like to be free of toxins, and uh, well, I just want to point out that people may not consider sugar a toxin, but juices and sugar juices are sugar, and sugar is also added to these things, and you may feel like it's free of toxins, but I would almost certainly guarantee you that if it's filled with juices and sugars of any kind, um, you know, sugar's an inflammatory, just like alcohol is. Um, they are uh, similar in a lot of ways, although alcohol is higher on the inflammatory scale, uh, but not in all people. Some people, sugar just sets them off. So, you know, even sugar could be something. And that's why between drinks, I'm all about um, an ice water or my favorite, a club soda with a squeeze of lime or lemon. That would be what I do. All right, so that is listener mail. Thank you for sending in. If you want to send in your comments and questions, send those to mail at zentikilounge.com. Love to read them here on the podcast. 
Look at that. Sunshine's text or Starshine's texting me right now. I'm not going to tell you what she said. It's totally inappropriate. What I'm going to do now is uh, I do have two things I want to talk about on this episode. Before I do that, I'm going to play for you, let's say, a, a, a solid three songs continuing the random exotica that we've been hearing here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. I hope you're relaxed, either enjoying your cocktail or your virgin. And, uh, you know, the lights are dim. You're having a good time. And uh, enjoy the music. We'll be right back afterwards. Thank you. 
right there. Let's see what we listened to. Um, that was Arthur Lyman Bolero. That was the first one. And then Tiki Aki Orchestra, Crossing Kilauea. And then Jimmy Kaupuuki with Nighttime. There you go. That's three good, three good songs, hopefully to lull you into either a false sense of security or relaxation, whichever may come first. So I'm doing something tomorrow that I've really been looking forward to. We've talked about it here on the podcast before. And uh, the ladies and I, some of us, were going to Lost Spirits Distillery Tour in Los Angeles. They have just reopened after a fire, um, which didn't destroy the whole place, but it caused some damage. But uh, the folks over at Lost Spirits were like, hey, another opportunity to redo things and, and make things even more fun. So it is still the Willy Wonka of distillery tours. It is voted best distillery tour in the country. And uh, you still get to go on a boat ride and you taste you taste several things, which of course is what a distillery tour should be all about. We want to taste things, right? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because uh, they, they've just reopened and I'll be one of the first... Um, folks that gets to go in. I think it's just been uh, two or so weeks uh, since they opened the new tour. So it's a new location very close to where the other one was, but they're still using their infernal technology to create great spirits in far, far less time, which is outstanding. So if you don't know, lostspirits.net is their address. And they, they were funded out of Silicon Valley originally. And so they were, they were a startup that um, really wanted to figure out how do you take a look at a spirit, an alcoholic beverage, and figure out the science behind it, basically break it down to its DNA, and then find a way to create it through a scientific process in much less time than the years and years of aging that it would have normally taken. And they did it with uh, a Navy-style rum first. And it was amazing because I tried it and I drank way too much and prayed to the porcelain god that night at Tiki Caliente. Thank you, Roy Snyder, for putting that bottle in my hand and not warning me that it was uh, 67% alcohol by volume. And Well, of course, it was Navy-style and I should have known, but uh, I'd been dancing to the 80s all night and that's what happened. So I got to go on the tour of the previous spot, which was amazing. merry-go-round and a boat ride and a rainforest and all kinds of fun stuff and they walk you through some some really great stuff so they right now i i understand i'm going to try at least a rum or two and then they're also doing some peated malt uh beverages and i'm looking forward to that because i like a good smoky or peated scotch bourbon and they have two of those that are currently, it looks like, on the tasting menu. And I hope they have some surprises in there, too. So if you're interested, you're in the Los Angeles area, or you're going to be visiting the Los Angeles area, go to lostspirits.net. $37 is, is the fee to go on the tour. I think that's very reasonable for getting to try three to four really great spirits. Plus, of course, it's almost like a theme park attraction. And they're very knowledgeable. It's a lot of fun. But they book out weeks and or months ahead. So if you know you're going to be visiting the L.A. area, 
buy your tickets ahead and plan your visit around this. Now, it's in the Arts District of downtown Los Angeles, and the nice thing about that is, is either before or after your tour, you are in walking distance to some other bars and restaurants and hipster joints. Um, if you like vegan, ethnic, uh, uh, organic, uh, uh, dive bar, they have it all. They have, they have a place uh, down there, I think it's called 82 or 84. It's an old uh, arcade bar, but has a great cocktail menu. And again, walking distance, um, the Mermaid Los Angeles. We've talked about that place on uh, the podcast before. Uh, technically walking distance to Lost Spirits, another great place. Um, tiki adjacent kind of bar that I think that you would really enjoy if you're in the LA area. But check out Lost Spirits, I'm going to. And I think that uh, a lot of you who listen to the podcast, you would probably, um, you would probably enjoy it as well. All right, so now I'm going to sip my mai tai and play you some more music. Mmm, it's definitely doing the job on this Friday afternoon. I'm going to pick for you another three or four songs. Then I'm going to come back and talk about, I think, just one or two more things. And then I'll play you out with another couple of songs, posting this episode really fast. Other than the um, the Mai Tai recipe with the ingredients that I used, uh, posting a picture of that, I really don't have any other blog notes to go along with this episode. Again, I just wanted to get this one out really quick. So here's some more Exotica on random. I'll be right back one more time, and then you'll be off with some music into whatever it is you're going to do with the rest of your time.
Welcome back again to the Zentiki Lounge. What did you just hear? Well, you heard the Waitiki Seven. That was the left arm of Buddha. Then we had Les Baxter and his classic flame tree. And finally, Javier Cugat. I wanted to bring it up a bit. And that was the Samba de la Boda. I hope you enjoyed all three of those. I did. I've been tapping my foot along, typing along here on the computer, enjoying those. And I finished my Mai Tai. I may have poured just a little bit more of the Kula dark rum. And I just found out that I enjoy it with an ice cube more than room temperature. The, the chill, I think, improves the sipping experience of this uh, Hawaiian dark rum. So you might want to You might want to consider that if you try it yourself. So the last thing that I'm going to leave you with before I play you out with some more music, well, let's talk about commerce. So our great friends at Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, we talk about them pretty much every episode here on the podcast, a new soft cotton tee for men and women or anyone else, anybody who likes a T-shirt, they've got a shirt that fits you. And every month they come out with a new design, a new design that is reminiscent of a tiki bar, restaurant, Polynesian palace that is no longer with us. They take the logo, they put it on a shirt so that we can all remember it together. Some of us may have been there, some of us may have not, and some of us may just see the logo of that spot and say, wow, that place looks cool. I wish I had been able to experience it. A new one every month, and you can subscribe tikibartshirtclub.com, get them all delivered right to you, or you can just go and buy just the one you want. But the first two people who make a purchase from our Zen Tiki Lounge store as a result of this podcast episode will get a complimentary Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club shirt, which I think will just then encourage you to then buy more shirts from them and or subscribe but check out tikibartshirtclub.com and I think you're really going to enjoy what they offer because when I wear the shirts, generally get a compliment or a, hey, where did you get that? Uh, so that just goes to show that uh, not only is Tiki on its full upswing, but people resonate with it. And it's really cool to have a piece of, I call it Tiki Bar archaeology, uh, a place in our past. May not be with us anymore, but we can remember it. Now, the deal that I have for you right now in the Zen Tiki Lounge store is to take a little bit of the lounge home with you, to have it there with you. So when you're listening to the podcast in your dimly little lit place, you can, uh, you know, have a little bit of the lounge with you. We have t-shirts and we also have our wonderful rocks glasses on our rocks glass on the front. It's got the Zen Tiki Lounge logo and on the back it says the dimly lit tiki bar that lives in your head. And then it's got an homage to our first two tiki mugs. Big Dick and Little Dick right there. We don't offer them anymore, but they are there on our rocks glass. And you can now go into the store for this limited time. This is through August 24th only. You can get a single glass for $15. You can get a two-pack for $25 or just added today. I just did it right now. You can get a four-pack of our rock glasses for $45. In addition to that, if you type in code DRUNK, D-R-U-N-K in the offer codes when you check out, I'm giving you 20% off. And that generally wipes out shipping for most people. And uh, I, I charge only enough shipping to really break even on what the shipping costs plus the box and the bubble wrap and what have you, not making any money on that. So um, 
giving giving you that, but wanting you to take our glasses home and maybe pick up a t-shirt. We also have men's and women's sizing. The women is a navy blue with our logo. It's got a scoop neck and the men's is a crew neck and it comes in a nice dark black with our, both cases have our um, logo in our mid-century modern orange right there on the front and the dimly lit tiki bar that lives in your head is on the back. So I hope you will patronize the podcast by picking up some of those. And again, the first two, you're going to get uh, a shirt from Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club as well, because we'll give you a code for them. And then you can go to their site and pick the shirt and size that you want. Well, that's really all I have to talk about this week. To all of you at Tiki Oasis, I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful time. And if you are now listening to this after Tiki Oasis, you might want to just check out TikiOasis.com and uh, be stay tuned for next year's event. It will be the 20th anniversary of the world's largest Tiki Weekend get-together. It is definitely it is definitely a spectacle. Why am I not there? Because you just can't go to them all. God, it adds up. It's so expensive. Uh, so uh, I, I have been sitting out Tiki Oasis for the last few years, and I, I voyeur through social media, and I listen and watch people's videos, and I see all my friends and everybody there just having a great time, and it's just not one that I've been going to recently, but it's not because I don't like it. It's just because at some point you got to balance your cruises and your Vegas trips and your Tiki weekends and all of that other stuff and, you know, still probably pay your mortgage and car payment and all that stuff. And so uh, life is expensive and you got to spread it around. I want to thank you for joining me here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. I do love having you all stop by. I hope that you enjoy the podcast. Check out our ZenTikiLounge.com page. I've just recently updated our links. It says Tiki Links. And it's got a list of all the other podcasts I think you might like, some great resources for finding thatch and Polynesian kitsch and all kinds of stuff, bars and mug reviews and just all kinds of stuff. And I think you might want to check out the Tiki, Tiki Links part of our website, in addition to the store where you can pick up the glasses and the shirts that I was already talking about. I'm going to play you out with, we got 10 more minutes here in the show, and I know we like to stick to an hour here because a lot of you exercise use this as a way to commute or exercise and you want to stick to that hour and I totally understand. So I'll play you out with a few more songs, more random exotica here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. Cheers and mahalo. Mm-hmm.